My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm in the heart of ancient Ephesus inside a first century hospital. This is really a hospital from the first century. Now, what do you think primarily made people sick back in those days? I'll tell you, what they ate. When they ate food that was not fit for consumption, it made them physically sick. In fact, that is the primary reason why people got sick and died. Wow, what does that have to do with our program today? What makes people spiritually sick today is also what they consume that is not fit for consumption. There's a lot of things being taught on TV and radio and all over the place that is spiritually imbalanced and not rooted in the Word of God. If you eat bad food, you get sick. If you eat bad spiritual food, it will affect your entire spiritual system. It's very important what you spiritually consume. And especially since we live in the end of the age, when a lot of deception is working in the church, we need to keep our heads on straight about what's put on our plate and what we eat. The Apostle Paul was so concerned about this even in the first century that he wrote to Timothy and told Timothy how to test whether a teaching was good or bad. Listen to what he said in 1 Timothy 1 verse 5. Now the end of the commandment, a better way of saying is, now real good, solid, mature teaching will produce the following. Charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. If you're really consuming good spiritual food, it will affect you in these three areas of your life. Number one, your love walk. Number two, it will affect your conscience. And number three, it will strengthen your faith. Are you eating food that builds you up and makes you spiritually strong? Put away the food that makes you sick and make sure you're really consuming spiritual meat that will make you strong. We need to keep our head on straight about what's put on our plate and what we eat. And that is what I'm gonna to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. This is Rick Renner, and I wanna thank you for turning on your television or whatever you're using to allow us to come into your space today. It's such a privilege to sit down with our television family. That's what I call you when I pray. Every night I join hands with Denise, by the way, she's here with me, but every night we join hands together and we pray for our television family that they will be strengthened in the Word of God and that we'll be able to minister to you. And if you need prayer, we're here for you. We would truly love to hear from you so we could put our prayers together with your needs. We'll believe for God to move. But Denise, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. I see you've got your Bible. I've got my Bible. I've got my Bible. You've got your Bible. Always remember that on this program, you need your Bible. We believe in the Bible. And our goal is to provide teaching you can trust. Amen? Amen. But today we're going to be looking at how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy. And I'm offering you my book by the same name, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. Denise, why do people need this book? Rick, I believe people need this book. I believe it has an urgent message to us now.
because of what is going on around us. You can watch any kind of media and see craziness going on. And we need something, and I believe that that's in that book, Rick. The Word of God's in that book, and you're anointed in that book. I believe that there's a grounding that happens when you read what's in the book and the Word of God just grounding us and making us, this is what's stable, and that we make our focus on what's stable and not just going on around us. You know, in the first chapter, I really give a profound example of how crazy and nonsensical the world has become. It's pretty shocking. A friend wrote to me yesterday and said, wow, that is so sobering, but it will really wake you up. But the book is so strong, I sent it to Christian leaders for their response. I wanted to know how are people going to react to what I'm saying in this book. And they began writing and writing and writing. My goodness, I'm so blessed. Listen to what my friend Happy Caldwell said. Happy said, it should be required reading for every believer. Or Bible teacher Keith Moore, whom I respect so much, said Rick Renner brings a clear message of truth to a chaotic fray. The issues he addresses in this book affects everyone. Mm. It really does. We need to know how to keep our head on straight in this world that seems to have gone crazy. We're offering you the same teaching on multiple formats. You can order it on our website, and I want you to get your copy today. Wow, this is so good. But today, we're going to talk to you about how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy. Me and Denise. And we're going to begin with our anchor verse, which is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. We're beginning every one of these programs with this verse very quickly. So let's go there, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, where the Holy Spirit prophesies what's going to happen in the church at the outer rim of the church age. Listen to what it says. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. In this verse, the Apostle Paul prophesies an invasion of seducing spirits who are going to come with doctrines of demons. Interesting that that word doctrines is the Greek word didaskalia. It describes a message that's very sophisticated and well packaged. In other words, when the devil shows up, he's not going to look like the devil. He's going to come with very sophisticated kind of thinking, progressive thinking, introducing new thoughts, and it's going to be very seducing and very seductive. And the Bible tells us in this verse, it will happen in the latter times. That word latter, the Greek word who set us, which describes the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate end of a thing when there's nothing left over, when you come to the very end of the church age. Verse 1 says, some shall depart from the faith. It's describing a drift from the Bible. Now, we saw in the last program that in the first century, they were already waging a warfare for truth because Gnostics were trying to wrestle the truth away from church leadership and modify it to their own liking. And the Apostle Paul, Peter, Jesus, all of the Bible tells us to stand by truth and not allow it to be amended or modified. Truth is truth. Times may change. Culture may change. But my friend, the Bible never changes. The Bible will say the same thing a hundred years from now as it says today. You don't have to be like the world basing what you believe on the fluctuating whims of the times that change about every five years or every ten years. We have a foundation that is solid and it never changes. God's voice is the immutable voice of Scripture. 
Isn't that exciting? It's exciting. And, and Rick, Jesus said himself, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word, this word's never going to pass away. You know, there is a drift today from the Bible. Now, I'm going to read something directly from my notes. This drift away from the Bible, and it really is taking place, my friend. There really is a drift taking place. If you listen to what's being preached in many churches today, in many ministries, even in many Christian TV programs, you don't really hear Bible teaching. You may hear inspirational ideas or motivational messages, but the idea of a verse-by-verse -verse Bible teacher has nearly become a dinosaur. It's almost a relic of the past. People aren't doing it. In fact, I have a friend in the ministry who recently told me, Rick, stop this. People are not interested in the verse-by-verse -verse teaching of the Bible. That's for the old times. We don't do that anymore. Well, friend, I want to tell you, I do that. I believe in the Bible. The Bible is the foundation of our life. And we're thankful for good motivational messages. Some of them are really helpful. Some of them are really helpful. But the Word of God alone has the power to transform a life or to transform society. And when I, as a man of God, or anyone else as a man or woman of God, when we discount the Bible, we're putting ourselves in a bad position with God. Listen to what D.L. Moody said. Dale Moody said, when a minister begins to dismiss the Bible because he thinks it's not exactly what it ought to be, God dismisses that man. Wow. Or listen to what A.W. Tozer said. Let a man question the inspiration of the scriptures and a curious, even monstrous inversion takes place. Thereafter, he judges the word instead of letting the word judge him. Mm -hmm. He determines what the word should teach instead of permitting it to determine what he should believe. As a result, he edits, amends, strikes out, adds at his pleasure. Always he sits above the word and makes it amendable to him instead of kneeling before God and becoming amendable to the word. This is so powerful. We have to keep the word of God in its right place in our life. If anything needs to change, it's us. It's not the Bible that needs to change. But when we come to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, we saw in the last program, there were leaders, even in the early church, that were trying to amend the scriptures. They were trying to modify the Bible. And Paul refers to this, again, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, where he says to Timothy, As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. The word besought is the Greek word parakaleo. And Denise, this word parakaleo tells me Timothy did not want this job. The word parakaleo in this case means to beg, to plead. Timothy understood there was a doctrinal mess inside the church. Who would want that job, fixing all that? And Paul had to plead with him. Paul had to beg him to take the position and to address the error. And the verse says, As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Let's focus on those words, teach no other doctrine. We saw this in the last program, but I need to repeat it today. It is a Greek word, heterodidaskalos. It's a compound of two words, the word heteros and the word didaskalos. I'm going to read to you directly from my notes. The word heteros points to something of a different sort, something of a different sort. The word didaskalos depicts doctrine or teaching. But when these words are compounded, it means a doctrine of a different kind or a doctrine of a different sort.
We know because of the word doctrine, the Greek word didaskalos, didaskalia, it sounds sophisticated, it sounds developed, but Paul says, make no mistake, it is heteros, it's teaching of a different kind. It is not what we taught you. It is not what we delivered to you. This is a modification. Truth has been changed. It's been altered. It's been amended. This is not what the Bible says, what's being fed to you. Now, you need to be careful what's put on your plate and what you eat. Because if you eat bad spiritual food, it will make you spiritually sick. You need to make sure you're eating good spiritual food and keep your head on straight. Amen. Amen. Now, look at 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 4, where Paul continues. He says, Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions, rather than godly edifying which is in faith, so do. You'll notice that those two words, so do, in the King James Version are italicized. That means they were supplied by the translators. But really it is Paul's command, this is what you need to focus your attention on. Now look at it again. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies. Now, Denise, I find that so interesting because neither give heed, those words give heed, is a translation of the Greek word prosecho, the same word that is used over in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1 when Paul says, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. The very same word. The very same word that is used in Matthew Chapter 24, verse 4, where Jesus talks about deception. He says, don't listen to it. Don't give heed to. Again, the same word, pros, echo. Pros means to lean towards something. Echo means to embrace. Here we have a people wanting to be open-minded. And certainly today, we have that. We have that thrust, that move among people. You need to be open-minded. You know, don't be so narrow-minded. You need to be open-minded. Well, I believe in being open-minded. But we don't need to be so open-minded that our brains fall out. Truth is truth. Truth never changes. Truth never changes. Absolute truth is absolute truth. But we're living in a day when people generally don't believe in absolute truth. People believe in their truth, and your truth is your truth, and I have my truth. And it's almost like truth is amendable depending on who you're talking about. But my friend, that is not true. Truth is truth. The Bible is the Bible, and the Bible it's not my version and your version. The Bible is simply the Bible. And that's why we need to know what the Bible teaches. This is why Jude told us in verse 3, we are to earnestly contend for the faith. We're to do everything we can to preserve it and pass it along to the next generation in purity, not to amend it, not to change it along the way. You know, Rick, if we don't hold on to this Word of God like it is God's Word to us, that this is the truth, that we're not moving from it, then we are just moved by what someone says today or moved by what someone said last year or I need to change my thinking because because so-and-so believes this now and maybe I should believe that now maybe I'm too narrow-minded about it and so instead of us being stable we're just moved around so in other words since they believe nonsense we need to believe nonsense too. Mm -hmm. How foolish is that? They're eating poison. We don't want them to eat poison by themselves. So let's pull up to the table and eat the poison with them. That way we're all eating the poison together. 
That is just foolishness. Think about that line of thinking, Denise. It's just foolishness. Now, I don't want to be critical of others. I feel very sorry for people who have bought into a lie. I really feel sorry for them. But I'm not going to buy into a lie just because they have. I'm going to keep my head on straight. I'm going to keep my head on straight. And that's what you need to do. God is calling you to use your brain. Study the Bible. Know what the Bible says. And never depart from the teaching of Scripture. Now, let's go back to 1 Timothy 1.4. Neither give heed. Again, the Greek word pros, echo. Leaning in a new direction to embrace a new thought. And notice what Paul calls all these new doctrines and all these new concepts. In this verse, he says, neither give heed to fables. <laughs> the word fables is the Greek word muthos. It's where we get the word for mythology. You know what Paul is saying? What some of these teachers are teaching is closer to mythology than it is to truth. This is fairy tale revelations. This is simply nonsense. That's really what he's saying. And in fact, the word muthos, here translated fables, was used in the New Testament to depict false teaching perpetuated in the place of truth. Isn't that amazing? And Paul goes on to call it endless genealogies. The word endless is the Greek word aparantas. It's a very unusual word. In fact, if you speak to anybody that knows Greek, they'll tell you this word hardly ever appears in Scripture. It's very unique. So why did the Holy Spirit choose this word here? Here it's translated endless genealogies, but the word endless is the Greek word aparantas. And here's what it describes. Endless, unbridled, unrestrained thinking, thinking with no barriers. Thinking with no barriers. Or unfounded thoughts, incomplete in content and thought. You need to think all the way to the end of any subject. Don't just look at what's in front of you. Use your brain. Think through every step. Where does this belief ultimately lead me? For example, many today in the pulpit, they don't know it, but they're teaching doctrine that eventually leads to universalism. But they've never thought through all the way to the end. So they don't know where their doctrine is leading. But a lot of what people are teaching eventually leads to universalism, which is the errant belief that everybody's going to be saved. Christ didn't even need to die. Even the devil himself is going to be reconciled to God. Universalism, everybody's going to be saved. My goodness, friends, this is really a seducing spirit and a doctrine of demons. Mm. The people who don't think all the way through, they make mistakes because they're just looking at what's in front of them. You have to use your brain and you have to think. And in this verse, it describes it as endless genealogies, far-stretched, unrestrained content that cannot be established, wrong conclusions. And the Bible says, which ministers questions. Mm. The word minister is the Greek word parecho, and the word parecho in this case really means it just gives rise to, it brings about, or it produces questions. This particular word for questions describes unsolvable research, unfounded conclusions, a non-stop seeking for answers that leads to nowhere. In other words, there's nothing solid you can build your life on. This is a movable foundation. It's truth that is in movement all the time. You don't know if it's going to be true tomorrow just because it was true today. This is unsolvable. This is unfixable. My goodness, when you depart from the teaching of Scripture, you enter into a path that is littered with such horrible ramifications.
And then he goes on to say, rather than godly edifying. Rather than means, now here's what you need to be doing. You need to be devoting yourself to godly edifying, which is in faith, and that's why it says, so do. Here's really what you need to do. Well, what does that word edifying mean? Well, it's a Greek word, oikonomia. And the word oikonomia is an architectural term, and listen to what it means. An architectural term meaning to enlarge or to amplify a house. It depicts the careful following of an architectural plan to enlarge, increase, or to amplify, to edify, to improve, to leave in an improved condition. We have an architectural plan, and guess what it's called? The faith. The Bible is the plan. And if we'll operate according to the plan and not question the plan, not move into doubt concerning the plan, if we'll embrace the plan, and if we'll operate in accordance with the plan, which is the faith, it is the doctrine of Scripture that has been given to us and not veer from us, guess what the Bible will do for us? According to this word, it will amplify us, it will enlarge us, it will edify us, it will improve us. The Bible will leave us in an improved condition. That is the power of Scripture, and that is why this program and our ministry is committed to the sound teaching of Scripture. The sound teaching of Scripture is what's going to make the difference in your life. Now listen to the next verse. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. In this verse, Paul tells us what is the fruit of good teaching. How can you recognize bad teaching? How can you recognize good teaching? And in this verse, he gives us the marks where he gives us the characteristics that accompany really good, healthy teaching that you need to be eating in your life. But we're out of time. So that's what we're going to deal with when we come back. But Denise, this has been good today. Very good. I just pray for our TV family that today they walk away embracing the Bible. That's the plan that you need to build your life with. But we're out of time. We'll be back in just a moment, and we're going to pray for you. The world is changing. In fact, it's more than changed. It's gone crazy. We are living in a world where faith is questioned and sin is welcome, where people seem to have lost their minds about what is right and wrong. It seems truth has been turned upside down. In Rick Renner's new book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, Rick reveals the disastrous consequences of a society in spiritual and moral collapse. In this book, you'll discover what Christians need to be doing to stay out of the chaos and anchor to truth. You'll learn how to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit, discern right and wrong teaching, how to be grounded in prayer, and how to be spiritually prepared for living in victory in these last days. Leading ministers from around the world are calling this book essential for every believer. And right now, it's available for just $20. You can also order the 15-part teaching series when you call or go online right now. Rick takes you deep into New Testament prophecies about the end of the age and what you need to do to sail successfully through turbulent end-time waters. Available in digital or physical formats starting at just $24. Get the book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, for just $20. And don't miss this powerful teaching series. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
Well, they will call and say, I just happened to come across this, this man and his demeanor and his, uh, he has such a peace about him. And I really like the fact that he is so versed in the Word of God, so versed in uh, what he's teaching on. You can tell he really puts the time into it. But he's also easy to listen to because, um, I, you know, Pastor Rick is operating in his gift. And within that gift, there is um, a certain circle of people that may not always follow certain teachings, whether it be on healing or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that wasn't their background, but the way Pastor Rick's demeanor is, and because of his um, study of the Word, they take the time to listen. I've prayed with a lot of people that have been saved their whole life, been in church their whole life, and said, he makes me trust that if I call you and ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that I'm getting something that's scriptural. And so that, that just blesses me. And then we talk to a lot of people from other countries. I, I mean, we talk to people all over the world. Some people call in and think that we're in Russia. And we're like, no, this is his stateside office. He does have a, an office in Russia. But we talk to people, I mean, I just talked to someone this morning from Norway. We talked to people from Canada. We talked to people from India. So it's not just within the United States. We're talking to people all over the world. And we're reaching the whole world from right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's exciting. It was a great connection for them. So many people are isolated, have been isolated, and they were fearful, and they found a place where they could be encouraged, taught, strengthened, prayed for, and people who loved on them and cared for them. My friend, we are growing as a ministry. People are responding to the teaching of the Bible. They're reaching out to us for resources, for prayer, and for ministry. And God has given us the awesome responsibility of ministering to them, and we need more space to do it. So would you please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help with our ministry expansion project. Denise and I are so glad that we were able to be with you today. Thanks for letting us come right into your space. And I want to remind you of 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 4. It says, Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith so do. Godly edifying refers to an architectural plan and if you follow it, it will enlarge you, it will amplify you, and it will leave you in better condition. It's really talking about the Bible, the faith. If you'll obey the Bible, believe the Bible, embrace the Bible, and walk out the Bible in your life, even if it's difficult, I guarantee you, the Bible will build you. It will make you. It will amplify you. It will leave you in a better state. Isn't that powerful? It's so powerful, and it's so true, Rick. Praise God. By the way, we're offering you my book right now, which is called how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy. We don't want you to go crazy with the rest of the world, so keep your head on straight. This book will help you. We're also offering you my series by the same title. It comes in 15 parts, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. Both of these are available on our website. But Denise, would you pray for our TV family today? I would love to.
Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the word of God and that it is our stability. It is our anchor. And we pray over our TV family that they hold the word of God foremost. That's the most important thing in their life. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you again in the next program where we're going to see how you can judge a teaching to know if it's good or bad. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power. Never forget it. And we'll see you in the next program.